Critics agree Dora and the Lost City of Gold is the family film you've been searching for. Go get it! It's packed with action, full of surprises, and will knock your boots off. The discovery of a lifetime. Dora and the Lost City of Gold, rated PG, now playing. Oh, and welcome to Power of Attorney. I am your host, Latanya Moore, and today I have with me Dr. Troy Odell, who is the coordinator of career readiness for the Downington Area School District in suburban Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Dr. Podell runs two of the world's preeminent pre-college summer programs, Young Scholars First Summer at Penn and Yale Summer Academy at Yale University. As a member of the board of directors of the Downington Thorndale Regional Chamber of Commerce, Dr. Padell has founded a business and education council dedicated to creating work to learn opportunities for the region's students. He also works with businesses to enhance their successful recruitment of employees to have a positive brand presence. You can find and connect with Dr. Padell on LinkedIn. And so, Dr. Pradell, welcome to the show. Latanya, thank you so very much for having me. I'm really excited. It's such a pleasure. I'm, I'm very excited to, to talk with you today because I know that uh, nationally, uh, some people would call it a crisis. I'm, I'm hoping that it's not that bad, but you may tell me that it is. Uh, in terms of a, a qualified workforce, you know, here in America. And so, I know that a lot of these early intervention type of programs, like the summer programs uh, that you run, are, are really crucial to you know, the future of having a very educated, well-qualified workforce here in the United States. So talk to us a little bit uh, by way of background. What, what led you to working with children and also connecting these young folks with business owners? So I'm, I'm a bit of an odd story for an educator. Uh, the vast majority of educators uh, in the United States went to a four-year college or university to major in either education or the subject area that they teach. Uh, I did not. I majored in broadcasting and telecommunications at Temple University uh, and got a phenomenal job selling advertising for a CBS radio in Philadelphia. Uh, and I was doing very well. At the time that I left CBS, I was the uh, the salesperson of the year for the radio station that I was representing. And uh, it's kind of your classic doing well, but not doing good feeling that, uh, that led me to make a career change. Uh, I realized that uh, my happy in life is being a conduit for the pursuit of happiness of others. Uh, so uh, teaching is, is a natural fit or working in the education field. Uh, and I also realized that in between my sales appointments, I was reading these amazing works of history and civics and economics. And I said, well, why don't I get paid to combine those loves? And I became a social studies educator. Uh, all while this was happening, you know, in, in 2015, the Obama administration signs into law the Every Student Succeeds Act, which is uh, an update of No Child Left Behind, the, the Bush-Kennedy, uh, you know, bipartisan bill of 2001. And the Bill in 2001, or the law, I should say, No Child Left Behind, it, it had a number of good things to it or, and a number of good intentions behind it. Uh, certainly having education in the United States be more accountable is a laudable goal. The, the question is, what are you measuring, right? It, it's Peter Drucker's maxim that whatever you measure, you improve. And 
what the system was designed to measure were mathematics skills and uh, critical reading and writing skills that prepared students for college. And there's nothing wrong with that, but having it be the only things that you really measure uh, don't give you a picture of how ready for a career a student is. Uh, any employer that I, I talk to uh, tells me that it, you know it's rare that they can't find somebody that can read and write relatively well. Uh, it's rare that they can't find somebody that at least has basic computational mathematical skills to be competent on a job. But it is rare to find young people who have what, what are historically called soft skills. I call them power skills because I don't think there's anything soft about them, Latanya. It, it's rare to find young people with determination or grit or resilience or uh, you know, tenacity or uh, passion right, and, and drive, uh, the ability to network, the ability to form strong, appropriate relationships with others and build community. Uh, it's all these things that uh, have historically been markers of success so, uh, and preconditions for it uh, as well. So the Every Student Succeeds Act also incorporates measures of uh, college and career readiness that states are mandated to measure. Now, there's tremendous latitude for how they do that, but it, I bring all of this up to you because it, it created my role uh, as a coordinator of career readiness. Pennsylvania has, uh, has a number of metrics that students can qualify for that make their schools look good to the outside world, uh, but more importantly, actually serve the best interest of kids things like work-based learning opportunities or work-to-learn opportunities. Uh, we are having tracked now kids that do internships or do a, a number of job shadows or have mentorship relationships that school districts create. So there's incentive because it's being measured for schools to be more cooperative with, uh, with entrepreneurs out there. And you cast all that against a backdrop of national employment trends, where we're at statistical full employment. Uh, there are some industries where we have negative unemployment. Uh, and entrepreneurs have to be really creative about how and where they're recruiting talent. And your K-12 school system is a phenomenal place for you to do it. Let's back up a second. You also mentioned a skills gap, right? And when we think about skills, right, things that people can do, we tend to look at uh, what credentials people have that verify that they can do things. And the gold standard of uh, credentials that, that a, a certain number of our populace has, it, it's the bachelor's degree. But what does it really represent? The bachelor's degree represents to employers the ability to read and write relatively well. Uh, the ability to set a four-year goal or, or five or six-year goal in most cases, actually, and achieve it. Uh, so you can delay gratification for that long. And it's more likely than not that you're going to show up on time. Uh, that's about all it tells you. And I know that for a number of reasons. Number one, uh, the New York Federal Reserve put out research just a couple of years ago that says that 75% of bachelor's degree holders work in unrelated career fields. And that's true to my life story. Uh, and as I said a moment ago, it's not true to educators, right? So there's a disconnect there. Um, 
Dr. David Kaplan at, at George Mason University uh, recently noted uh, in his, his landmark book, The Case Against Education, that 70% of the return on investment of a four-year degree comes in the fourth year. It's not because that's where all the really sweet job training is, LaTanya. It's because employers are using it as a a shorthand for these soft skills. So we've created this horribly inefficient system that doesn't serve too many people, that uh, creates a ton of debt, and there are more efficient ways for entrepreneurial disruptors to occupy that space, get involved with their K-12 education system, and work with young people to bring them on board while they're in high school or immediately coming out, help them acquire the specific skills and specific training that they need to acquire to actually advance not only in your company or or help your company grow, but in the the larger world. In addition to my work with the uh, Downingtown Thorndale Regional Chamber of Commerce, I'm on the Young Professionals Council for the Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. And the chamber itself put out uh, a set of longitudinal research that indicates, Latanya, that in our region, over the next 30 years, two-thirds of the jobs are going to require something more than a high school diploma, but something less than a four-year degree. Mm-hmm. And it's not, just a, it's not just a two-year degree that's an option there. We're talking about like micro-credentials and very specific skills training. And employers, entrepreneurs need to be on the front end of this. Recruit your talent while they're in the K-12 system work out creative solutions with your K-12 educators to bring talent in on work-to-learn opportunities and then train them up and build your lifetime value of your employees. So let me ask you, let let me ask you something because that, I I love this concept and I'm so glad that you were able to, to join us to talk about this. How easy though is it to, and I know you, you know, your, your reference point is there in Philadelphia Uh, But just as a practical matter, how easy is it to um, get into or get connected with a school system that would allow this to happen without a lot of red tape? Because as entrepreneurs, you know, time is money, right? Oftentimes it's a it's a micro, right? Micromanagement type of, well, maybe that's macro but uh, a small management team that is actually running the day-to-day operations. So how, just, just quickly, like how does one do this without a lot of the red tape and without having to spend a lot of man hours to try and make this happen? Well, it, it, the salesman in me will tell you, Latanya, the short answer is it's a sale like any other. You have to identify your decision maker. Uh, do a little bit of research on the corporate structure of your uh, your local K-12 school system and see who's responsible for career and technical education, who's responsible for special education. Uh, those people uh, tend to be the ones that can move relatively quickly on opportunities like these. Uh, is there red tape in dealing with any school system? Of course there is. Uh, I tell my my business partners in the corporate world, whenever uh, you know they're late to a meeting, they apologize, and I tell them, you know, they don't owe me any kind of an apology. If I wake up tomorrow and I'm really great at my job, poor at my job, the downtown area school district is going to take in about a quarter billion dollars of tax revenue. So it, it's not 
it's not my time that's as valuable as their time, right? Because mm-hmm. they can't say the same thing. Uh, so I, I get it. And I'm, I, as I said, as a salesman, I'm uniquely uh, equipped to empathize, uh, but really target your, uh, your decision maker. Find out who that person is. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So before we let you go, how can our audience connect with you? Uh, I know that our audience is primarily entrepreneurs. Uh, They're primarily women. And um, oftentimes, even, you know, oftentimes people are looking at, you know, I I, I can't help but but think about it, (laughs) think about it this way. You know, they just may be looking for a great place for their kids to be during the summertime, especially at that age where they can be learning something other than, you know, how to play this game or play that game. And like you said, really learning some skills that they can then take with them to their next phase in life. How does our audience connect with you uh, to talk more about how to structure one of these programs and possibly get some assistance in uh, setting up, you know, their pitch or putting their pitch together to a school system? Well, connecting with me through LinkedIn is is key. Uh, it's it's how you know you and I initially connected, and uh, I'm very active on it. Uh, I have something like thirteen thousand plus followers. Uh, I'm you know I, I'm on it all the time, uh, and I'm I'm very responsive with the communication. Um, th- there's no shortage of ways that folks can forge these unique partnerships based on the unique nature of their business, their unique needs, uh, and the unique needs of, of your, your K-12 school district and the students they're in. This is the time. This is a prime opportunity for you. Uh, given that this is what we're measuring now, get in the game. Be ahead of it. Awesome. That is really sound, season, great advice. Thank you so much, Dr. Padell, for being here with us for Power of Attorney. Guys, listen please make sure that you connect with him on LinkedIn, especially those of you that are dealing with young folks and and entrepreneurs, you know, you're looking at growing your and sustaining your business for many, many years. So what's a better way to do it than to kind of bring in, and I guess for lack of a better word, and, and, you know, raise up uh, employees that can be long-term employees and and loyal to your company. So this is a great opportunity for you to uh, grow your business. Make sure that you go over to our Facebook page, uh, like the Power of Attorney Facebook page so that you can stay connected with everything that we're doing. Go to our website to listen to the podcast and subscribe. Uh, We are on Spreaker, iTunes, and a number of the different uh, podcast platforms. So again, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Bodell, for being here. And listeners, until next time, have a great day. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.19. Get to Old Navy Saturday and Sunday just in time for back to school. Girls and boys polos are three bucks in stores only. Plus, Saturday only jeans are ten bucks for adults, seven bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid eight ten to eight eleven. Limit five polos. Select styles only.